Google is preparing to launch a high-end laptop project called Chromebook X. It's like Malcolm X, except for the everything about it, except the X. <laughs> I'm Riley, this is TechLinked, and this branding is similar to some Microsoft products, like the Xbox Series X and the Surface Pro X tablet. X being arguably the coolest letter in the alphabet. Z is up there. W? No. At least they didn't go with Ultra, not a letter. Now, however, the Chromebook X program will allow Chrome OS devices from third-party manufacturers that meet elevated hardware requirements to receive additional features and special branding, marketing them as a Chromebook X. Although I'm not sure how many laptop companies will be eager to brand their products as a perfectly acceptable laptop for children and seniors, but better. The X stands for extra adequate. <laughs> Extra, just okay. <laughs> also somewhat confusing is Google's apparent plans to equip these Chromebook Xs with AMD Zen 2 Plus or Zen 3 chips, as well as Intel 12th Gen Brya and Nissa N-series CPUs, which are on the mid to low end of the power spectrum. Not exactly chips you'd expect in a laptop with such a cool letter in its name. But Google is more about software. So the Chromebook X's special features include, apparently, live caption for calls, a portrait blur option, and voice isolation tech. Mind, these are less special features than they are regular features that a standard Chromebook can't run without straight through the bed. That's pretty powerful though. <laughs> like, I can't even that strong. Twitch is replacing its mature content toggle that allows users to enable and disable adult material with a more informative system of content classification labels. Now, instead of simply marking the stream as mature, streamers can specify the exact kind of depravity they intend to broadcast. Be it mature rated video games, intoxication, violence, sexual themes, profanity, gambling. Conversation. <laughs> going outside. Question, if you manage to hit every single content warning in one stream, do you get a prize, like in bingo? Streamers that fail to correctly label their streams will not be banned, but will receive an email warning. After multiple warnings, their channel may be locked for a period of days or weeks. If you get a bingo in front of an audience of under-supervised 12-year-olds, the punishment is an extended opportunity to touch grass. Ah, there it is. <laughs> the change is an interesting quality of life measure coming at a time when Twitch is losing several of its top streamers. The most viewed streamer, XQC, signed a $100 million non-exclusive deal with Quick, with Quick with Kick last week, and now Hot Tub Queen Amaranth, who Kick paid an undisclosed amount to apparently begin streaming herself and her friends showering. Twitch actually lost another prominent streamer this week, not to Kick, but to Burnout. Former pro Fortnite player Turner Tfue Tenny has retired at the age of 25 after eight years as a Twitch partner, citing the stress of daily hours long live streams. Many creators have criticized Twitch's high requirements to maintain status, contributing to a culture of burnout and overwork. XQC, the poster boy for just insane streaming schedules, celebrated his two-year deal with Kick by flirting with a ban, immediately violating the DMCA policy by streaming The Dark Knight. He's the hero Kick deserves, but not the one it needs right now. Where's the other drugs going? It's just making things more complicated. But... Where are the other streamers going? <laughs> And while most of the subreddits protesting Reddit's new API pricing have reopened, many are still registering their disapproval by labeling themselves as not safe for work, which adds an age gate on desktop, requires app login to view on mobile, and prevents ads from being run on the subreddit. This follows an earlier wave of subreddits that transitioned into nonstop thirst traps featuring comedian John Oliver. Thankfully, fully pornographic John Oliver content has yet to emerge, but it's only a matter of time, fortunately. 
Give me that olive pussy. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, please. The olive pussy. Olive pussy. The only thing more obstinate and self-important than a moderator is an admin. On Tuesday, shortly after the users of r slash mildly interesting voted to set it to NSFW, the entire mod team was removed and locked out of their accounts, apparently by a Reddit-employed admin. Then, following report of the purge from The Verge, they were just as suddenly reinstated. Hmm. Reddit refused to comment on whether it was behind either the removal or the reinstatement, which I for one think is more than mildly interesting. Post that in r slash, ooh. Several other subreddits, including r slash interesting as r slash thanks I hate it, and r slash Eli pro tips, all of which have over a million subscribers are currently unmoderated, having been hit by similar purges, making their advice even worse. <laughs> Pro tip, get banned. While Reddit hasn't confirmed that they are behind the removals, they did threaten to remove mods that failed to comply last week. It's a bit like when your business partner takes a long, unexpected vacation to the Bahamas, shortly after you told the entire Christmas party you wanted him dead. Yet another protest strategy was employed by at least two subreddits, r slash march against Nazis and r slash political humor, which made all members moderators in response to Reddit's CEO, Steve Huffman, calling moderators landed gentry who ignore the desires of rank and file users. Oh, don't like aristocracy, Mr. Huffman? How about anarchy? We can, I mean, you're trying it right now. Let's- You spent first among equals. <laughs> now it's time for Quick Bits, brought to you Roddy, by- I'm back from my vacation. <laughs> no, no more interrupting, not on this or any other planet. It's time to build my Quick Bits galactic empire. With our sponsor, Paradox! Ha! In Stellaris, I'll explore and conquer an unknown universe. <laughs> Perhaps I'll allow some democracy. Or rule with an iron fist. Or maybe I'll engineer a race of beings controlled by a psychic hive mind. That could be fun. I'm definitely going to form alliances and influence other alien factions through diplomacy, strength, or espionage. But if that doesn't work, there's always the old blow up their home world trick. That, that, that's just me. With unparalleled possibilities, no two games of Stellaris are ever the same. Your story will be uniquely yours. Starting on June 22nd, you can play on Steam for free. Oh! Go conquer the galaxy. Don't threaten the audience, Dennis. A little bit of tech news in your life. A little bit of this guy by your side. That's right, Quick Bits were inspired by Lou Bega, which is why there's Mambo number five of them. Please laugh. The FTC sued Amazon on Wednesday for making it trivial to subscribe to their Prime service, but a labyrinthine process to cancel, presumably by forcing you to fight a minotaur if you don't want to pay $140 every year. It's an additional eight bucks a month if you want magic yarn. <laughs> The commission's lawsuit alleges Amazon knowingly tricked millions of Americans into signing up for their Prime subscription using dark patterns, a term that describes manipulative, coercive, or deceptive user interface designs, and not the sequence of increasingly problematic behavior of Flash star Ezra Miller. And they still released that movie, which is the real crime if Twitter clips are any indication. <laughs> EA has decided to split EA Games and EA Sports, it's in the game, into two distinct units. So now you have two corporate entities to hate instead of one. Also, EA Games is being rebranded as EA Entertainment, suggesting they intend to expand beyond games. Interpretive dance? Another Flash movie? Meanwhile, EA Sports is expanding into the courtroom because they've been sued over their upcoming college football game. Is that the title? 
college football yeah, game? Yeah, it's EA college and the, the college football. EA Sports, CFG. The plaintiff is the Brander Group, no E, which has deals to negotiate licensing contracts for several NCAA schools and therefore has an issue with EA Sports offering individual athletes a flat $500 fee and no royalties for their name, image, and likeness. In perpetuity? Yep. That's ridiculous. Forever. Wow. EA, you're not allowed to take advantage of college athletes. That's the Brander Group's job. DP Review, an invaluable digital photography resource, was supposed to close in April as part of Amazon's careless cuts and mass layoffs earlier this year, but oddly, the site continued publishing, even after the deadline where the site was set to go read-only. It kept going and going, well past its supposed due date, just like the yogurt in the break room fridge. Sorry. Apparently, this is because Amazon was instead approached by Gear Patrol, an independent tech review site, which has officially acquired DP Review as of yesterday. DP Review's editor-in-chief released a statement saying that the site will continue to operate as it was before, with all editorial coverage and site features remaining the same, and all historical content accessible. Former site editor Gannon... Gannon? Gannon! Former site editor Gannon Burgett is quoted as saying, you figure this sort of stuff out before shutting down an entire division of your company, not in hindsight after weeks of backlash. And also, quote, F Amazon. And also, quote, F Link, stop stopping my plans. Just let me kidnap the princess. <laughs> I'm shedding real tears for this kingdom. Marvel Studios is facing controversy for using AI to create the opening credit scene for their Secret Invasion miniseries, upsetting artists, people with taste, and possibly epileptics. They really need to smooth those out. Director and executive producer Ali Salim told Polygon he doesn't really understand how AI works, and apparently also didn't understand that the Writers Guild of America is currently on strike to protect writers against AI. So maybe throwing AI into one of the most hotly anticipated projects in a massively popular cinematic universe was a bad idea? Who can say? Fortunately, the premiere episode has a lengthy cold open, so geeky artists got to enjoy a solid eight minutes of the show before feeling angry and betrayed. That's like a minute more than I got to spend in heaven with Stacy Carlisle when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> Jacob wrote that. I wish that was true. It's all Riley. He's lying. I... I Actually, it was me. I've had deep feelings oh, for Stacy. Oh. And EVE Online has added a new feature in the form of a free add-on of Microsoft Excel. Sounds weird, but it's right up their alley. <laughs> After years of being called a glorified spreadsheet simulator, both by fans and detractors, EVE Online will be officially integrating Excel into its alleged space adventure game, alleged. <laughs> now players will be able to create custom reports, graphs, and charts, yes! to better calculate their fleet DPS and manage their in-universe corporate expense accounts without having to tab out of the game like they usually would. So immersion breaking. EVE Online fans were ecstatic when the partnership was announced, and I think the rest of us can just be happy for them. And we'll be happy too when you come back on Friday for another episode of TechLinked. I mean, not like ecstatic, you're not exactly like an integrated spreadsheet, but you know, no offense, but definitely pleased.